0: Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we're joined by Sofia, the biologist apprentice, all the way from Agua Caliente, Mexico. This was a lot of fun. We talk about how she got interested in science originally, our favorite animals, can you guess what mine is? You'll find out. The ecosystem, where she lives, why biology is important to understand, and some of the biggest developments within the last few years in biology. Some really interesting stuff. You can watch her on YouTube, The Biologist Apprentice. She makes a lot of cool videos about biology and science. Pretty cool. Follow her on Instagram as well, at Sophia Biologista. Sophia Biologist A, (laughs) if that's easier. It is for me. Now, let's talk science. All right so this is an extra special podcast episode because we have Sophia the biologist apprentice with us all the way from Mexico Oh but
1: thank you I- very much for having me I'm so I'm super excited <laughs> to be in your
0: show yeah this is oh man this is so much fun and you're you're kind of in the middle of Mexico in Agua Calientes right
1: Yes right that's right
0: a small town so uh, Sophia vl pando
1: yeah that, that that's right <laughs>
0: that's her full name you can catch her uh on youtube and at the biologist apprentice and uh also on instagram Sophia Bilo- biologista
1: yes of if you want Sophia biologist a so much easier
0: <laughs> yeah oh this is so much oh this is I'm really excited. This is a, it's a good day. Um, the first question I have for you, we're going to jump right in here. How did you get interested in biology and science originally?
1: Yeah, that's a, a really interesting question because everything started when I was a little girl. I was like okay. very young. And I was always, and I I was, and I am still very curious about uh, to understand how nature works and how animals are the way they are. are. Like, why elephants are so big or how uh, giraffes have like such a long neck, right? I was just uh, this tiny little person uh, wondering about everything. So also my dad has a PhD in biology. So that kind of... Uh, planted a little seed on me, and I was always surrounded by books, by biology textbooks from uh, my dad. And okay. I was always curious to know what these books are about. You know, being little, you are uh, like still learning how to write and how to look, read. So I was just very interesting in, interested in all these pictures. So I still remember one of the pictures that kept my attention uh mm-hmm at that age was like the face of a wolf spider. You know, I was like so interested why this creature is so hairy and how uh, this creature has like so many legs. And I was like, "Mm, this is so interesting. I don't know what it is, but I'll keep looking. So that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm always surrounded by books. Also my mom, she is a teacher. So it's always science, education, just keep uh, learning things. So it, even I was, I was always being like embedded in this uh, kind of thing. So it was like a natural selection for me, by the way, <laughs> it was like, mm, I'm going to pick biology, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think science education is so important. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted you on is because you're someone that kind of, you're doing that. You're educating people on science. You're making it fun and entertaining. And, uh, you know so many interesting things about animals. Do you have a favorite animal?
1: That's uh, that's always a, a tricky question for me because I when people ask me I always say like different animals because I love them all so very much. It's like okay, today I feel like my favorite animal is this one. But I I can I can uh, like came down with five animals. Okay,
0: yeah, let's so hear
1: So I, I I'll, I'll try to pick five. No, probably I like owls. Such okay. elegant creatures. Uh, they're like so smart and they like hunt at night. And I was like, mm, they seem like very smart creatures. So that's one. Okay. Another one that I like, I wolves. I really like wolves, you know, like they're very similar to dogs, but a little bit more wild. <laughs> but when <laughs> you guess.
0: say, when you say wolf. W- yeah. You have a lot more knowledge than the average person about like species of animals. Is there like a particular wolf that you like
1: the Mexican one of course
0: okay, okay. yeah of course the, the, the,
1: the, the Mexican one uh, probably more related to the one and it was like super endangered at some point so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I care about my my species so I'm yeah. the Mexican wolf and um, uh, probably other Mexican animal that I like are axolotls have you ever heard from them this Say tiny even? Mexican axolotl
0: What is that?
1: It's like a small salamander that has like, you know, like feathered branchies around their neck. It's like pinkish, pinkish, blackish, tiny salamander. And it's very interesting because these animals um, have like a particular characteristic of, you know, regenerative abilities. So if you cut them like a limb, the limb is going to grow back. So that's why... While I like those. I also like turtles because I have two. <laughs> I got it's them too. when I was when I was a kid, my mom got them for me as a gift. And they are like probably 26 years old. So, I don't know. I'm I kind of worried here. Probably I'll be dead and they'll be like very happy yeah. in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- there are those uh, and I think those are my favorite oh yeah i remember i also love sloths hopefully i'm saying that name right but uh yeah yeah you know like these guys are always like very quiet in their tree they're like kind of lazy i'm not moving i hope like nobody's like bothering me i have a very slow metabolism so (laughs) those are like pretty chill and really cool and I love those animals so probably are uh, those are my favorites but hey if you come with me and give me a stuffed animal whatever animal it is I'll take it because I love them (laughs) so I'm saying this because my sister she is really nice with me and she always gives me stuffed animals once she went to China and she brought back uh stuff animal. uh Wow, well, then uh, it was a panda. Okay, and she was like, "I brought this for you," and I was like, "So thrilled, <laughs> so excited!" Yeah. Like, yeah, thank you very much. I love animals. I love pandas. So, it, it's it's fine. So, so you have
0: you have a few animals behind you. Two two yeah. that you listed are on there, right? Turtles and uh, yeah. looks like you have a sloth on there.
1: No, it's a koala actually.
0: Okay, you got a rhino, a koala. Yeah. Uh, what's What's
1: it's this is a, a okay
0: that's the one I thought was a sloth
1: no this is an orangutan actually orangutan yeah and an elephant,
0: elephant a polar the bear
1: guy over there is like a I don't remember their name in English <laughs> I'm sorry like an antelope and okay. panda toucan and a seal and a polar bear
0: awesome this you
1: know, this this actually used to be a calendar, so I just I, okay
0: that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can tr- I did that. I did that too. I used to. Do yeah, that I, that I can throw
1: them thing. away. I mean, how could I do that? So I just got them, and I needed like a some some of like a cool background for my videos, and i was like, okay. ah, I'm just gonna put them up there, and then yeah, I, I I would like to chain them for my own pictures, but you know, with all these things happening right now, I don't want to yeah. go to any place to get them print and stuff so like that. Um, I'll just wait.
0: <laughs> yeah. One of my, actually, one of my favorite recent exhibits at the Field Museum here in Chicago was the wildlife photography exhibit. That was so cool. Uh, just all these nature photos of animals with these amazing images. And that, that's calendar worthy. Any pictures from there would be really super.
1: I mean, i, I would I would love to visit the film museum because I heard things about it. So I'm like really excited to someday to be able to to go. But, yeah, I'm such a fan of wildlife photographers because my first idea of a studying biology, it uh, it was like, i want to become a wildlife photographer. but no, they are like such a badass. They spend like years and months like trying to take the perfect picture of an yeah. animal. So, I don't know if I have like so much patience for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So one of my, can you guess what my favorite two animals are?
1: Okay, let me think about it. Um, I don't know, you give me like bear vibes. So probably it's a bear. No. No, okay. I'm so, super, f- just tell me, it's a mammal. Just so, give me a hint here.
0: All right, so when I was a kid, during summer break, I would always watch the show called Kratz Creatures in the morning on TV. It was like um, public television. And these two brothers would go out into the wild, whether it's like Africa or like South America, and they would get video of like all these different animals and stuff. And so one animal lives in Africa and another lives in North America.
1: Wow, that's... A huge rage. I don't know. <laughs> I, <can. laughs> I don't know if I can pinpoint and put my finger on which animal it is. But I don't know if that show is related to Sabuma Fool. Yeah, those thinking. are the same yeah. guys. Yeah. It's the same guys. Okay, same guys. So I was I was thinking in a lemur, but you went to Africa. So yeah, it's a a lemur. <laughs> I don't know. A, a lion. Uh, Ooh, close. Uh, it's in the
0: cat family
1: uh a cheetah yes yeah the cheetah oh, they, they
0: look so beautiful aren't they i, I so know elegant. And they
1: run like super fast okay. and the, other, the ones... other one is a bird a bird uh a blue jay
0: no something uh, more fearsome
1: a bald eagle
0: no a little less fearsome
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little less fearsome a duck
0: No, <laughs> a peregrine falcon
1: oh yeah yeah Those the first i one. remember
0: yeah. i remember those guys saying how they could dive at their prey at 80 miles an hour and i was just like that yeah. is that is awesome
1: no are that, that such a cool hunters have you seen all these videos of you know they're like you just hanging out in the air and then they're like boom like yeah. super fast i like, was like oh my god <laughs> just wait and the poor fish is like ah, help me yeah yeah. You know? yeah yeah yeah
0: uh so why is understanding biology important for humankind and our future? Big question there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not only for the future. I mean, I think the understanding is like you need to understand like now because we're living in a situation where biology is kind of important here. So you need to understand how to... uh, uh, understand how this living world works and how the species function and evolve and interact and, and, and evolve. And yeah, the perfect example is this pandemic. I mean, uh, we humans as a species, we have to understand that we need to adapt to keep, you know, like living and doing stuff. So this is, a, I think this is a, such a crucial moment to understand why biology is important actually a funny thing happened to me the other day because one of my friends was like what do you why are you making these videos for the internet and where you're trying to educate people i was like this is your answer i mean we're living in the in the pandemic and you know how these uh, vaccines work and how antibodies work and it's i don't know it's pretty important to understand because there's the the other side of science that you know like we are surrounded with fake news and with people telling that things that are not true or are, are not facts and people believe those things so mm-hmm. that's 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 the, the, the reason it's important important you know to, to understand the world we are living in like right now <laughs>
0: yeah uh something i've been thinking about a lot is um is how biology by understanding biology it can be applicable to like all these other things in life, like by studying biology. Say, for example, uh, dead things are stiff and rigid, right? Living things are very flexible and fluid and adaptable, right? So it's better to like approach life from a flexible perspective and adaptable rather than like just inflexible. That's how things break, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the thing is, I've been in the other side because. I took a, a class about uh, um, entomology but related with death things. It's okay. called oh, I don't remember the name I, I don't know why I'm blipping on this, but I'll give, I'll get back to that word in a moment. but you know it's about how uh, this, how living things are related with death. you know uh, uh, an animal dies. But then there is a process of decomposition, and then living things like insects come to this uh, corpse and start like making their natural job. So if we understand life in the way we understand death, things will be so much easier for us. I mean, trying to understand because there are so many things that we are still trying to figure it out from, you know, the the beginning of humankind, but Mm. we're trying to get there at some point.
0: We're trying. We got to try. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was reading uh, yeah, this is the uh, book right here. This, this book called scale by Jeffrey uh, West, Jeffrey West, Jeffrey, Jeffrey West. Uh, he's a biologist and how like the, the application of biology, life, uh, death of organisms, cities, companies, like how can like as a city everything is so interconnected like in ecosystems everything is so interconnected that if one part is suffering then then the rest of it is isn't at its strength at its highest um yeah so that's just something i wanted to say about my health.
1: yeah no no it's fine actually i was um watching the news in the morning and they were talking about climate change because right now currently the world is focusing on the pandemic and you yeah. know like getting over this. But mm-hmm. I think we are like fighting two fights at the same time. It's the pandemic, yeah. but climate change is still there. remember so, so we are trying to to fight that thing
0: too. What are yeah, climate change It seems like such a long term type of thing, but we're seeing, smaller things being impacted right now what do you see in your own environments of climate change making an impact
1: the probably the thing that i noticed the most is insects there used to be so Mm. much insects and now is that the population is like declining and like men have seen like a a lot of time like passing without seeing a a ladybug
0: where are the ladybugs you
1: know so this, like, like you said, the comment was about, like, the thing you said, like, little organisms that sometimes we, could, we can see, they are still there and they are trying to make their, their job. So if we don't, like, care for them, how can we, could, like, help ourselves, like, yeah. if you're not protecting them? So, yeah. You know, all the the, the the animals and all organisms has like a work to do. I mean, like a natural job because they're like into a a chain of things. Yeah. So if they are not like doing the thing, like I don't know, like making uh like carpet, cor- corpses, like you know, like the process of decomposition. I'm not eating those, those decomposition. How am I supposed to still living? That's why uh, the other day I also made a video about roaches, cockroaches, because people like hate them. And I understand because I hate them too. I, I actually started the video with, there's no other insect that I hate the most than cockroaches. But, <laughs> but here's the big but. Uh, I understand how they, they're, I, the importance of in nature and in our lives. And I'm saying, the cockroaches that live in in the woods and around the bushes but not at our homes because that's another conversation (laughs) that's another conversation but we have to understand that every element that lives in the in this planet has something to do with us so and if you care for them at the end of the day it's gonna get back to you and i was like told you this is gonna happen and the thing, uh, uh, the news that I, that I watch is like, the next 30 years is going to be the worst. And I was like, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank,
1: you. Thank you for the heads up. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: what's, what's your ecosystem like in Mexico? Aguas Calientes.
1: Like, okay, what kind of birds?
0: Uh, what kind of plants?
1: Okay. I live in this small city. The city has like a semi-arid climate. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, if you ask me about the weather, it's like a crazy weather because very early in the morning is like super cold and the in midday is like really really hot and you need like to take a, have to take a shower in that moment because you are melting basically and late uh the evening or night is it's cold again so it's like and right now huh. it's like so it's like raining all the time yeah uh, but it's happening here but here is like it's like the normal weather here that's why i love the city <laughs> but uh yeah in terms of animals, we have like some like uh, like deers. We have a gray fox. It's like a like like the regular one, but smaller and gray <laughs> instead okay. of red. Uh, we have uh, um, how do you call this? Uh, I'm I'm remembering the 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 uh, specific name. It's the Delphis Virginiana. which is the the scientific name, but this uh an opossum. I just remember. Oh, okay. uh, uh, wood woodpeckers that are like endemic from the city we have some kind of uh, amphibians that are endemic uh, yeah I have seen some of those uh, snakes skunks probably we have raccoons but not here in the city they're up there in the, in the hills um, and yeah and plants but we are surrounded by you know like desert plants like uh, cactus and the small one ag- agaves too uh there's a trees called mesquites huizaches so yeah i'm like surrounded by the regular kind of plants that you uh see in the desert Like arid. So, okay yeah like a arid environment
0: is is there an ecosystem in the world that you're like fascinated by Desert. <laughs> deserts
1: yeah but it's because mainly I guess it's mainly because my dad he uh, like I said he's a PhD in biology but okay. his specialty are deserts he's like an expert oh. in desert environments so probably he shared his love from desert from uh, the, since the beginning and I was yeah. like oh such a cool thing right and I have the great joy of living in an environment that is near to that one but yeah. not I mean, I can live here, actually. <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, deserts are, are my favorite. Actually, there's a, a really good show on Netflix now called Night on Earth. And in the first episode, it's called uh, Moonlit Plains. And there is like a. What's, es- what's it
0: called? The, Night, the, the show?
1: show is called Night on Earth.
0: Night on Earth.
1: On Earth, yeah. Okay. And, and in episode one, it's called Moonlit Plains.
0: Okay.
1: hopefully i'm saying that name right but um there is a a, in a small segment of that episode that is everything about desert is like the pollin pollinization of bats uh, on the flowers of these uh, giant uh, cactus and there is like grasshopper uh, mouse and uh owls tarantulas and scorpions and how the scorpions. Uh, you know like they um are, are biolumines bioluminescent uh on their uv light okay so it's it's such a such a cool uh episode and i was like really fascinating i mean everything nature is fascinating to me even though i know things i try to pretend that i don't know i don't know uh those things so i surprise myself it's like whoa yeah. <laughs> i mean you already know but it's fascinating to, to watch it.
0: Do you have scorpions by you?
1: I know there are some species of scorpions here. I haven't seen one yet. Okay. This here at home. But I have a bunch of spiders. <laughs> so a lot spiders. of wolf spiders and camel spiders. And- are
0: these like really... Uh, I, I, people have... what's What's that phobia? arachnophobia
1: arachnophobia yes a lot
0: of people are afraid of spiders i'm not necessarily but i feel like the spiders i see on a regular basis are much smaller than the ones that you're talking about wolf spider that's right that seems like a
1: Pro- probably but uh, wolf spiders are not that big but okay. are like kind of this size
0: it's so, pretty yeah. big
1: <laughs> Nah, it's not it's not a big but because i used to have one as a pet i remember 101 <laughs> one class assignment was like you need to observe uh, an animal and i was like okay cool i'll pick a spider why not <laughs> so i took an spider from my backyard and i put them in a in a glass cage just yeah. to for science purposes just I'm, i want to clear that out uh, but i observed that spider for about a month and i was like feeding her probably was a her yeah he was a her he was a, a female spider and i went to the pet store and i bought um grasshoppers for for the spider but she didn't like them so i have hmm. to go to my backyard and pick them the ones that oh, are wow. already back there so because she was a pig spider she, very special so that i did like a new report and everything went well and then the spider go back into nature at the end of my project
0: have you had a lot of different pets
1: i'll, I'll say uh not really because my mom she knows i love animals and she's like there's no way you're coming with another animal sofia please stop <laughs> so <laughs> so when i was a kid i had you know the turtles because she, she yeah. and she was she it's it's her fault because she gave that once to me yeah. so so it's not it's not my fault there but I had a rabbit but <laughs> when I when I got the rabbit I was a kid and I had to tell a wildlife I my I, I told you my mom she's a she's a professor and I tell her like your students gave me this animal so what am I supposed to say? No, so I had to <laughs> bring her home. And I bring the rabbit, but turns out the rabbit wasn't a rabbit, it was a hare. So
0: <laughs> what's the difference between the two?
1: Oh, the hare is like a wild animal. The rabbit oh. is uh a, like a farm animal that is yeah. actually sell for being a pet, and the hare is like yeah. you know, this uh Yes, it's a wild animal. It's, it's not comparison. It's, the behavior is totally different. And I was like, mm. and my mom was like, that's not a rabbit, Sophia. And I was like, yeah, it's a rabbit. So I have to give it away. And then I had a bunch of different animals. When I was a college student, I had uh, the, the spider. And then at my lab, there was an, uh, an experiment with fruit flies. And I okay. was like, excuse me, can I take this to my home? And my teacher was "I like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I want to have fruit fly as a pet. This is such a cool pet. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> because they are still like reproducing. And yeah. then I was, at first I had two. Then I had like over a hundred. And I was like, wow. that wasn't a good idea. But then when I finished college and I started like working for a company here in, in the city, I did a lot of uh, rescuing because I used okay. to work in a in a crop farm I was in the um, con- biological control um, department and but the thing is we have sometimes wild animals in the middle of the crops but you know with all these uh, guidance of uh, you need to be like um, yeah, for the health department, I don't know how to describe it, but okay. you know, the health department have, have like all these uh, rules that you need to have like this environment like this, and mm-hmm. no, nobody can cross because of the contamination and stuff like that. So I did a lot of rescue of uh, squirrels, frogs, toads, and I came back home with all of those. And my mom, I was like, Sophia are you kidding me? And I was like, ma, but so I had to go to the, an, uh, an environment near to the crops to release those animals, but I couldn't keep them as, a, as pets, which I honestly, I support my own idea that don't, not don't keeping wild animals as pets. Is not it's probably, a not a good idea. idea. Yeah. It's not a good idea because at the end of the day, they're going to die because you don't know how to handle like wild animal that is not yeah. used to, to be as a pet. So I, really is them like i say my goodbyes and i was i'm not gonna forget you my little puppy <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice
1: but you know that, what, that, that, that's the story
0: what are some animal facts that would surprise people
1: <sighs> most animal facts for me are surprising but i pick a few from my own videos I can yes. Pick a few from my my own videos. So, <clears throat>
0: Yeah, because you do these videos on all these different animals, uh, a lot of obscure, like kind of uh, kind of weird animals too, right?
1: I, I try to pick out uh, the weird ones because, yeah. you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to the depth of the oceans and pick a fish and say like, hey, this is a really good fish. No, it's just I'm going to show show them to you. I'm yeah. going to bring them to you to your screen so you don't have the need to go down there. <laughs> I mean, you can go down there, but... <laughs> that's the point so uh there's a fun fact that i like is about golden poison frogs the most uh, poisonous animal is called uh philobatis terribilis, which is a okay. uh, a small frog endemic from colombia and they have this toxin if you touch these frogs it's most likely like you're gonna die if you touch them Whoa. just by touching them because these frogs, as I have the understanding, they have to eat, they eat like some kind of plant that give them those poisonous properties. Huh. So that's that's the deal with those frogs. Actually, I'm developing a video about them because I don't have a video about those frogs. But it's like so interesting to me, uh, the side of toxins and what's poisonous and what is not, because I want to be prepared when just in case i needed it <laughs> at some point yeah because you know there's a bunch of videos out there on the internet that go viral that you know people you know tourists go to australia that okay. we we know that australia has a and a number of animals that are very between poisonous and venomous so these tourists like call that oh i found this little octopus and i'm gonna save save them from i don't know yeah. why and it's a dude that's a blue ringed octopus and if you touch it you're gonna die how am i gonna explain this to you so that's that's a really good suggestion if uh, what's
0: what's the, you mentioned is there a difference between poisonous and venomous
1: Actually, there is in Spanish in, in if there is not. It's the same word okay. for both both things. But uh, from the English perspective, if you if you touch something that that has like venom in the skin, it's poisonous. If you touch it, it's poisonous. But if the animal bites you, the animal is venomous. It's the simple oh, okay. way I can to, to explain it. Like a it. like in a snake.
0: Yeah, if
1: the snake bites you, the snake is venomous. But if you touch something and you go, um, I mean, if you die, hopefully not. But <laughs> this is for the example. But if you die, it's pythons. That's that's the the difference. Okay. But yeah, and another cool fact, and this is one from my videos. I did a video about uh, raccoons. Okay. Such a cute little creatures. And
0: I used to have the, a pet raccoon.
1: Really? Yeah. And what happened to him?
0: uh so his name was roxy and no his name was rascal of course uh his he fell from a tree a tree got struck by lightning and it was a little little guy and the mother died or disappeared and so we took care of him and uh his name was rascal i'm not sure i've had a lot of pets i grew up on a farm i have a lot of pets where i don't know what happened to them
1: it, it happens. So, yeah. I mean, I, I release all my animals that I brought home and I don't know where they am. Hopefully they are okay and thriving and being happy. I see.
0: You sh- Chicago has yeah. so many raccoons. They are huge. They come out at night. So I live kind of by the park. If you go through the park at night by the lake too, they're just enormous raccoons. Just like, like, like <laughs> this big. They're huge.
1: I would love to see them because I love chubby animals for some
0: reason. <laughs> oh man, these guys are something else. But yes, enlighten us with some raccoon facts.
1: I I res- I recently saw a meme about raccoons that ah, this raccoon uh, seems to need a hug, and their answer was like, "No, they don't want a hug. They probably <laughs> will bite you <laughs> and make you suffer with a lot of pain because those uh, those animals like look so innocent and cute but they are still wild so anyway yeah. uh the fun fact is uh raccoons wait their weight with their paws to make them more sensitive there is a viral video uh-huh. actually uh of a raccoon probably it's a raccoon in china because the subtitles were, were in chinese but this, this 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 raccoon that is near to a i think it's like a pond of a lake and he has like a cotton candy and the cotton candy, the little raccoon, like, put the cotton candy in the, in the water to wash it. But then they would, it's, it's cotton candy. It's going to disappear. So then the poor raccoon is, like, so frustrated, like, looking for <laughs> the cotton candy. And that's the end of the video. So people think raccoons are, like, so clean because they they clean everything. But yeah. they're actually doing it for a purpose of getting more sensitive on their paws because they want to feel the texture. And they need to, uh, like, discriminate if the food they're, they are about to eat are good food or is, like, a not good food, you know? Wow. So that's an, another fun fact that I like about drag queens. Um, and there is another one about hippos. Ooh, that hippos, I hear that.
0: Yeah, I hear a lot about hippos. So
1: l- let me know what do you know about hippos. That they're,
0: like, vicious, right? You yeah. don't want to mess with them
1: no actually the hippos kill more people in africa than lions wow. because they seem like so fat and so slow but oh no they're like really fast and they're gonna kill you wow. <laughs> if it's necessary so yeah uh the fun fact here is hippos sweat an oily red liquid to protect their skin it's like really? a yeah it's like a natural okay. sunblock for them that's another cool fact. Uh, um, besides the killing, that's a cool
0: fact. <laughs> <laughs> Do they spend a lot of time in water?
1: Yeah, most of the time is in, water, time and in water. Yeah, and uh, th- there's another fun fact, but it's uh, not a not a pretty one. It's kind of nasty, but when they poop, they turn their tail like this, you know, <laughs> splash it all over the place. <laughs> even, even even at the zoo, they're like these giants. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like signs, like please be aware that you can clo- come that, that, like super close to the hippos because of this reason. And people sometimes doesn't listen, and the hippos go like <laughs> I'm not moving the tail, like splashing poop all over the place. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I don't. If uh, you ever heard, like biologists love this kind of conversation when I you're can tell. like. when when you're like (laughs) near to a biologist and you are like in a conversation surrounded by biologists all the conversation end up in poop bad things a nasty conversation but we are like so like oh my god this is so cool yeah yeah (laughs) so be aware of that
0: i've i've noticed that with biologists
1: (laughs) and other cool fact that i like and i know it's about planarians Planarians are flatworms that live in moving water, and these animals are distinctive because they have cross sides. Their eyes ah. they're like, they are way like cross, like—and they're like super cute. These ones are super cute. Are so uh, inoffensive, so nothing happened Nothing happening with flatworms. But <laughs> the the thing here is uh, as similar to axolotls. These animals. Can grow back uh, parts of their body, even their brains. So, okay. if you... how
0: does how does regeneration work like that with animals? How did they develop that ability?
1: Okay, I don't want to go into further detail because I'm not an expert. But, <laughs> but, but there is a a cell called neoblast or neoblast. There are cells called neoblasts, okay. and these are kind of uh, stem cells. So if okay. you cut uh, an animal that has these properties, the, the, the cell is not differentiated, or so it, it has like not a specific purpose. So the okay. animal can repurpose that cells to grow back any limb they want or any part of their body. Wow! So for example, if you cut uh, in a half a uh, planarian, you cut their brain, they can grow back a brain, the full brain. But wow. of course, it's not that complex brain like humans, but yeah. it's a still a brain.
0: It's still brain.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's how, in the easiest words, uh, regeneration works, because there are like some animals that have the same properties, like salamanders, okay. and I think some kinds of starfish, and there are like zebrafish, and there's another animal that I can remember, but this in the ocean. Ah, yeah, I don't remember the name, but yeah, (laughs) either either, or something Uh, actually about uh, talking about animals in the bottom of the ocean or in the ocean, there is like a immoral jellyfish that can die. I mean, it's uh, a saying that it can die because it's it kinds of regenerate reproduces by cloning itself. It's it like create, oh, creating wow. clones of itself. That's why the animal can die. So, the, actually, the the name of the species is Turritopsis uh, Akini, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Wow. Uh, so, the thing clone itself. And uh, that happens like over and over and over again. That's why it's kind of immoral.
0: Huh.
1: I mean, animals are so cool. And when I go back to, okay, let's see about humans. We are so lame. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to animals Because we can, I mean, at some point we can regenerate, but just, you know, with like a small patches of skin or yeah. the hair or nails. Yeah. But if you lose, lose a, a limb, it's like, good luck with that.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you think in the future, I don't know how many years into the future, we'd be capable of regrowing a leg or, or a foot or finger
1: i mean hopefully there's like so much uh research about it and it's uh, some area that uh, in biology that i am really into but yeah hopefully uh, um there is also a, a little a little bit well, not a little bit actually a lot of research on uh pro- prosthetics of knees yeah. and limbs and i think that also that's really really cool so yeah I don't know if I want to regrow (laughs) because you just kind of became a really cool cyborg so
0: that's true what what do you think is the most significant development in biology of the last three years
1: Actually, that's a really cool question because there's a a lot of research going on, but uh, I'll say right now it's everything about vaccines and antibodies and how everything works because the the time we are living, but if we we don't count that, (laughs) we can, my bet is on scientific biology because everything goes from, from that aspect. I'm not saying that conservation or ecology there's no research, of course, but I'm I'm more, not, more knowledgeable about this kind of research because it's like more uh, on the internet. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, research going on about synthetic biology on redesigning organisms and giving give them like other purposes of the purpose that I want to that organism to have. And all of these research come from, you know, like huge universities like MIT and Harvard and
0: so, what'd you say scientific biology?
1: Scientific, synthetic that... biology.
0: Scientetic.
1: Yeah. Or synthetic what, biology.
0: What is exactly does that mean?
1: It's like making stuff for living things. You know, like you have, I don't know, you have cells of rats, but you want okay. these cells to have another abilities or another characteristics. So, I'm going to give them that purpose by engineering and genes uh gene alterations to give them the purpose that i want actually i have like a couple of videos talking about it there is a there is a thing called uh nanobots that it comes from cells from a frog so these scientists like gave them the purpose to create like blocks of cells to you know like to work together and to build things you know small things but with a specific purpose, the thing is called nanobots or xenobots because the the cells of the frog that comes from is called Xenopus levis. It's a okay. kind of frogs, but there's there's uh, a bunch of stuff going on. The the, the thing is, so, I'm near I'm near to this news because my brother he is an MIT alumni, but the, he also did like a post uh, doc at Harvard. So that's why I'm so near to this this, uh, news, and also he used to work with prosthetics, you know, knees and foot, and that's why I'm telling about the cyborgs because he showed us they work, and I was like, "This is so cool!" Yeah. (laughs) So so yeah, but yeah, it's scientific biology. I don't know if the word is pronounced "synthetic" or "synthetic," but okay, yes, it is. It is what it is. About the word, I'm sorry. My beautiful accent is Mexican one. So I <laughs> I, 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 I put my style on, on these ones. So the, the other thing about uh, about uh, biology is 3D printing. I, I actually okay. have another video about it. And I think it's such a cool subject. It is uh, 3D printing of organs for replace wow. parts in humans. Yeah. With this, would,
0: wow.
1: Yeah. And you can uh, print a kidney or a liver. And the technique, is, I, I mean, I, I, want, I don't want to go there, but it's a combination of uh, making a substrat combi- combining with uh, very specific cells. So if you want to grow a kidney, you have to okay. combine certain things to grow a uh, limb. Actually, there's a picture that is very popular with, a, with an ear attached to a rat. I don't know exactly how sci- scientists did it, but they are like grown limbs out of the rats just to make sure the, the ear is like compatible compatible with uh, an organisms. Okay. So, the, wow. The, the, there is that thing. <laughs> I know, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> I, I can tell your face like, whoa. <laughs> yes, I know. It, it, it has like the same effect on me when I first read it, like, how this is happening, how this is possible, but it is. And then I have another video about CRISPR. CRISPR. Tell me more yeah. about
0: CRISPR. I mentioned that in one of my videos a long while ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, CRISPR, I don't want to go into depth. <laughs> but that's,
0: that's a whole.
1: Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm a general biologist and I understand facts and how things work, but on mm-hmm. a general level. So if I want to go into depth, I have to do a lot of research so yeah. that's why I don't claim to be I don't claim to be an expert, but I'm trying to do my science communication here and try to, yes. to expl- explain So yeah, uh, CRISPR is this technique where where you can cut defective DNA and replace it or delete it. So yeah. basically, uh, there is a, an experiment that I talk about in my video with this Chinese scientist that I don't remember his name. But he tried to he tried and did some uh, uh, CRISPR on Chinese babies and mm-hmm. he deleted and put uh, and put um, uh, chains from um, of the DNA the one they, they want and I don't know if it was successful, but the news is it's like out there. I think the guy is in yeah. jail or something but because you know all the moral laws and bioethics because that's yeah. another another. Really cool subject, but it's, uh, you know, you as a scientist need to think a lot about what are you doing and not pretending to you'll be all powerful and I can do whatever. Yeah. I want, and as a, as a
0: global community, something, a technology like this, we have to figure out how we're going to go about it together, you know, and navigate it. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, it's such a wild. delicate, delicate subject. But yeah, basically is that you cut DNA and you target a specific uh, chain also to avoid uh, mutations or avoid, uh, uh, you know, like if the DNA go- goes wrong, I'm just trying to be perfect. You have like a, the perfect DNA. So at some point it could, be, it could be useful, but again, you need to really give it a thought before you're giving to you really gotta
0: think about the potential (laughs) uh yeah and i was like yeah
1: uh, yeah, it's 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 a very important subject and i think bioethics is there there is like a whole situation with bio bioethics going on for a reason so yeah and yeah and probably a cool thing with uh, CRISPR will be like in the future we can make humans to be uh virus proof that yeah we don't have any problem with the virus.
0: Does that also mean like cancer-proof, dementia-proof?
1: Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, of treatment with CRISPR associated with cancer. Actually, the most research that I know about is about cancer. All these uh, okay. big pharma, pharmaceutical companies are doing a lot of research on cancer, which is kind of a, uh, a really uh, aggressive disease and really terrible for humans. But you know, we are trying to do the best for now and for the future.
0: Yeah. Kind of on this note, we're talking about bioethics, we're talking about cyborgs, and you did a video on on the science behind superheroes and like which, which, uh, which superhero would be the, the best overall and all these different rankings. I think there's some research that came out of UK that was done over like yeah. 10 years. <laughs> Can you elaborate actually,
1: on that? Uh, yeah, actually, there's two subjects that I like to mix and I combine because I'm a fan of the pop culture and I'm such a fan of TV shows and movies and how everything works. That, that's why I'm a science communicator, right? <laughs> because yeah. I get to combine two of the things I love the most. One is movies and the other one is science. So I, I was like doing research for this video and I came across with this uh, research paper, and I was like, "This is a video I'm gonna I'm gonna develop." So yeah, the study is from the University of Leicester in the UK, and they like make a list with a bunch of super superheroes from Thor, Mystique. I think the name of the other guy is Black Bolt, and Batman, because they wanted to know which one is the best one and which one is the with the one with the best equipment you know that yeah. i'm gonna defend the earth and yeah. stuff like that i don't know i'm not really not that much about uh, superheroes i mean i like superheroes but i'm not a comic nerd sorry for the comic nerds <laughs> i'm not i don't have the like the whole information here but uh, <laughs> i have the information on biology if you want but yeah uh they put like this list and they they found out like the best Superhero is Superman, or at yeah. least he has like the best uh, ranking from yeah. all the superpowers that they show on the comics and in the movies. And the least uh, probably one to survive a fight between all these super- superheroes is Batman because his superpower it's being rich, which it's a <laughs> great
0: superpower to have. <laughs> you that's know? that's not bad. It's not place. It's not a bad place to start
1: i mean if you're rich like him you can build whatever you want oh i want these uh, gloves with you know like laser there you go i want this cool uh cave thing where i can put all my gadgets there you go i want a butler there you go so you can get whatever you want but yeah but the thing is uh in this study they left out a lot of Really cool superheroes like you know, Wanda from this, uh, Scarlet Scarlet Witch is, is the name, okay. uh, Wolverine or uh, no, Wolverine, no, was Wolverine on is there. in. No, 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 it's uh, he was ranked like
0: like three, I think.
1: Yeah, it's not Wolverine, it's the other uh, superhero was uh, oh. mentioned. It's Jean Grey. Sorry, X Men okay. thing. You see, I'm not a true <laughs> fan, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not a true fan, I'm a fake fan of, of comics. Now, I'm recently watching uh, Loki. Actually, I don't know. Loki is kind of like an anti-hero or a villain, but he wasn't on the study too. I still need to catch up on the last episode, but yeah, I'm watching those. Actually, in this pandemic, I was so into WandaVision because, you know, Disney Plus here in Mexico, Mm -hmm. it was a new thing because in the States have have it like early. And then I got uh, Disney Plus because I'm a... I'm a, such a Disney fan. I'm sorry. Again, okay. <laughs> I'm a Disney fan, but not a comic man. And then I started watching WandaVision because, you know, all the fuss about it, like everyone yeah. going wild on the internet. And I was like, OK, I'm going to give it a chance because I need to try new things. And I started watching and I became obsessed with the show. And I was like, this show is so good. But the thing is, I need context because I have okay. previously watched like some uh, movies from the Marvel Universe, but not okay. all of them. And so I have like holes in the plot of my brain, you know, I need, I need to put together everything. So I watch, I think it are 13 movies. So I watched the 13 movies in a month or less than a month. Okay. It was, it was crazy because I, I watched like three movies per day. I, wow. know, but that, you know, <laughs> I, I needed to do my research. So I watched the whole thing and I was. Hmm, not that bad I have like my favorite movies uh, actually my favorite movies probably are Adman man and Thor Ragnarok because Ant-Man because ants, okay. and Thor Ragnarok because it's a funny one but yeah I put all the dots together and I was like this is such a cool thing so I'm I'm slowly getting there and slowly getting into the comics because actually I found out one of my friends is such a nerd so she was like oh I actually I got the comics from House of F- 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 M which is a combination from WandaVision and the X Men and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, send it to me and I'll read it. So I, I'm getting there at some
0: there point. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're wrapping up on time here for the show. So I have one last question for you that I enjoy asking everybody. I, I love asking this question. What's something you're curious about recently?
1: Oh, uh, I'm curious about everything. But right now, uh, um, Uh, side of of my job of producing and making videos for the internet i'm also sometimes a book reviewer so i pre-review books before they go out in the world so right now i'm uh, reviewing this book called drunk flies and stern dolphins it's gonna be out in august it's uh, from a friend of mine and he was like, "Hey, I'm writing a book. Do you want to review it?" And I was like, "Don't ask. Just send it." <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, I'll do it. So it's—I don't know how much I can talk about it because it's—it's it's still not out there. But it's involved how animals and living organisms obtain, use, and consume chemicals. You know, as in drugs, but okay. for for living things. So I'm getting into the first pages of the book and the book, not because he's my friend, but it's awesome. The author is called Dr. Onepagan. He's a okay. such a great friend of mine. But yeah, it's such a great book. So funny. It's like having a conversation with him because it's his, he's a great guy. But yeah, i I'm loving the book. It's like how these animals are getting stoned from you know eating plants and, it, <laughs> and and stuff like that. And actually, the book starts with a, a a memory of a movie that I have I haven't seen yet, but I know about the movie uh, about dinosaurs and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, I love this book already, and I'm on page five. <laughs> so- it's awesome. So yeah, probably if you follow me on social media, I'll be talking about this book probably a little bit more because I used to, I make also videos about the books that I am reading. But yeah, such a cool book.
0: Awesome! Well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for coming on. This has been great. I love this conversation.
1: No, thank you for inviting me. I'm really enjoying it, and I and I'm sad that this thing is over. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if, if you want to know more about animals and stuff and my daily life, there's there's a lot of me on social media, so you <laughs> follow along.
0: It's good. You can find her on YouTube as the biologist apprentice and Sophia Bailo bio Jolis. How, how do i say it? Bi- yeah. biologist bio- yeah. biologista
1: yeah something like that in spanish is sofia biologista it, it was, it was a, a combination of sofia and the biologist apprentice i'm just put it together because as you can see i have a kind of a hard last name so i was like okay but i think i make it i made i made it harder
0: <laughs> it's good it's good yeah thanks again thanks for listening to rich Conversations. Again, you can watch Sofia on YouTube, The Biologist Apprentice, and also follow her on Instagram, Sofia Biologista. Have a curious day.